It's time for the Chicago Blackhawks postgame show on the Blackhawks radio network. Here's Joe Brand. Yeah, it wouldn't be a game between the Blackhawks and the Washington Capitals tonight without Alex Ovechkin etching more of his imprint into hockey history. His 821st career goal, his fourth against the Hawks this year, and the final one tonight, making it a 6-1 victory for the Washington Capitals over the Blackhawks. I'm Joe Brand. This is the Blackhawks postgame show on 720 WGN. Let's quickly head on out to the Capital One Arena and bring in Troy Murray, who's been breaking down this game with John Weidman, but does have to run shortly. And Troy, I, I do want to talk about Washington a little bit here because, you know, they're a team still fighting for the playoffs. It's still mathematically alive, but I, I kind of want to focus on Dylan Strome. I mean, it is a good story to see him, the former Blackhawk, really flourishing in his new role. He's the number 3 star tonight, setting up a couple of goals, but just always seems to be incorporated in their offense. You know, he's been elevated to a pretty good position playing with uh, Tom Wilson and uh, Hellas Ovechkin, so you you got to be pretty excited to be playing with those two guys. And, you know, Dylan's a great guy, and the Blackhawks just decided that they were going to move on from him, and um, you know, he's he's been rewarded with a good season with a nice healthy contract that's going to keep him around Washington for the next five years at $5 million. He's a good kid and happy for him. What do you think the Washington Capitals need to do the rest of this year to, to try and make a run for the postseason? Win every game. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's pretty much where they are. They've got to jump over two teams, and that's Pittsburgh and Florida. And uh, It's going to be tough for them to make up the ground that the, they're behind right now, but... Yeah, until you're eliminated, you keep working hard, and you never know what could happen here. I, they don't control their own destiny at this point, so they're just going to have to, you know, grind away and, and just uh, take care of what they control and, and win hockey games moving forward. Kind of like the third period in this game, I think the moral objective for the Hawks on Saturday is just finish off this road trip on at least a strong effort, um, you know, just, just to wrap things up in a positive way. I thought that the Hawks got a, a little bit away from what we've seen here. It wasn't a bad period, but they were down 2 nothing, two quick goals, 18 seconds apart, a big mistake by Hudobin. You know, really didn't start the game off the right way, and you feel bad for Hudobin, who hasn't played in the NHL since 2021, right. um, or that's his last win early in 2022. So you look at this game, and I thought the effort was there in the first period. But it it started to tail off there, and they got real sloppy in in their structure and basically all areas in the in their defensive zone. There was a lot of good opportunities. The Caps got a little bit, you know, ahead of themselves. They were making some fancy plays. They weren't really even firing the puck the way that they should have, and it just didn't seem like the energy in the in the game was there the way it needed to be at the end. And it's tough when you're down the way it is. You played Colorado, you're down five nothing, and. Now you come in here and you hope that you're going to play a good game and have an opportunity to find a way to make this really close at the end. And you know you're you're down four nothing, uh, you know five nothing, five one or four one, whatever it was, and ended up being a six one score. So I think it was a deflating effort by the end of it. And for the first time in a long time, I think maybe this long road trip kind of started to sink in there. And good point by you is you want to finish off this road trip strong. You've got three and four nights you play here. Or at, uh, in Minnesota on, on Saturday at 4 o'clock, I think that that game starts. Yeah. And then Sunday, 5 o'clock start at the United Center against Vancouver. So it doesn't get any easier. The schedule is tough for everybody. But this has been a long stretch of games on the road and a lot of travel, late 
nights, and uh, I think tonight it kind of it showed in the play that they just didn't have the energy that they, they normally have had. Well, we've seen this team respond well in the past, so hopefully that will be the case on Saturday. Yeah, Luke Richardson's going to you know issue a challenge here. Hey, guys, let's finish off this road trip strong. Let's do it the right way, and let's take care of business in Minnesota. You know that the Wild are going to be fired up. They're a great team on home ice, and uh, you know regardless of where they finish, Minnesota's going to be a tough out in these playoffs. All right, Troy. Great stuff as always. Glad to have you back here on the radio side. Well, you're going to see a lot of me from here to the end of the season. I hope that's a good thing. That is. That's no. You're actually, it's not. It's a great thing. It's a great okay. thing. Yeah. All, All right. right. I appreciate it. Thanks, uh, Joe. All right, Troy. That is Troy Murray. He and John Wideman with the call tonight as the Blackhawks fall to the Washington Capitals six to one from the Capital One Arena. We're taking this post game show up until we send it over to college basketball. We'd like to hear from you three one two nine eight one seventy two hundred. You can call or you could text. Uh, Listen, if we're putting everything into perspective, I think Troy brings up a really good point. This is the longest road trip the Hawks have had in a while. It might be the longest road trip on the year. I'll have to double-check that. But five games throughout over a week, every different time zone on this road trip. And, I mean, you're going from coast to coast, and you're taking on some really good teams. A night like tonight, was kind of bound to happen. And yes, I guess you can make the argument that it also happened the other night against the Colorado Avalanche, but let's also put into perspective the Colorado Avalanche are the reigning Stanley Cup champions. They're playing some of their best hockey as of right now. Tonight, a different type of game. The Hawks with a decent effort in that first period. Uh, The two goals happening on mistakes, and uh, the first one coming on a goaltending mistake by Anton Hudobin. And you got to feel for him there. I mean, he, as Troy had mentioned, he's basically looking out on the offensive zone, or rather for the Hawks zone, and it looked like he was ready to pass the puck to somebody right up at the high slot. But then, just as he was about to do that, in came Protoss and just kind of cut off that angle. So it was kind of just a brain fart by Hudobin because he committed too much already to sending the puck that way. His motion, his his body, his arms was basically pushing it out in that direction. But then he tried to pull it back, but unfortunately it was too late. And then Connor Sheary is able to just easily slide it past him. So that's a tough thing to overcome right away. And that just allows Washington to kind of get into their groove, gain some confidence. Uh, it went to a timeout shortly after that, and then they just pick up a goal right off the faceoff. And then the moment that happens, Washington is kind of in the driver's seat. I think it's also important to point out that this is pretty much uncharacteristic of the Hawks to have back-to-back games like this. Again, I'll go back and look at the schedule, but I I don't think they've had back-to-back this deflating of losses. And when you're talking about this team, the roster that was constructed heading into this year, we thought there would be a lot more of this. But this is more of the surprising effort. Not them beating Boston, not them beating Nashville to begin a road trip. These games are more of the surprising aspect of this team so far. And we are in the closing stages of this season. So if this is the surprising turnout for the team that was heading into this year looking to rebuild 
I think that's a pretty decent spot when you're valuing the rebuild, valuing how the Blackhawks are going about the rebuild. I mean, you pretty much were expecting more games like this this year, and it's been the opposite. But tonight, it was one of those games, definitely one you just want to crumple up and throw out and move on to the next game against the Minnesota Wild. That's what we're going to do, but we do have to recap a handful of tonight's matchup. Uh, with the loss, the Hawks fall to 24-41 in six on the year. Washington improving to 34-31 in eight. The Capitals sweep the season series against the Hawks, winning the first one at the United Center, winning tonight here in Washington, and the Hawks will wrap up their road trip against Minnesota on Saturday. Uh, we are getting some post-game sound from Jared Tenorti and Tyler Johnson. We'll get to that as quickly as we can. But just some other things uh, I think are worth noting, pointing out. We were talking about Andreas Athanasiu being a little bit more confident shooting the puck. I think that's important to see. Same thing from Lucas Reichel, a little bit more tonight. And you heard Troy talk about it earlier in the broadcast, about how it has been a, a difficult road trip for Lucas Reichel because of not getting the last change with the Hawks on the road and taking on more physical bigger teams like Colorado and tonight in Washington. So those types of hurdles were expected. And seeing a little bit of this adversity that Lucas Reichel has to face, I think is natural. And I can understand why Hawks fans might get a little discouraged about it, considering the progress we have seen him make at the NHL level with the Hawks. But again, I think it's... It's kind of expected, and as we've mentioned before with him and other players, not every player is going to be a gradual improvement and just show gradual growth. It's not going to be that direct each and every time. And I think that's what you're seeing with Lucas Reichel right now. He had two shots on goal tonight, and I I don't even want to criticize him too much for trying to set up Andreas Athanasiu because it just seems like he's just trying to be a good teammate, trying to incorporate and help out the offense a little bit. But a night like tonight where Philip Kurashev goes down and it kind of mix-matches your lines a lot. I know they put Tyler Johnson on that line with Lucas Reichel and Athanasiu. So it's it's going to take some time for those guys to find some chemistry. But I definitely do want to see Lucas Reichel continue to be a little bit more assertive offensively. There's still a handful of games to close out this year to see him make that type of pro- uh, progress. Athanasiu now, three shots on goal, and just firing it towards the net a little bit more frequently, a little bit more effortless, effortlessly. I think that's a word. I think I said it right. Um but as Troy mentioned, him firing one from the high slot. That's not often where you see Athanasiu ripping a shot because normally his speed or just his determination to get towards the net has already brought him there, and sometimes it's it's just too late. But tonight, a little bit more of a shoot-first mentality. Good to see that coming from him. We've got some sound to get to. We're going to hear from Jared Tenorti, Tyler Johnson, Luke Richardson, We'll play some highlights, and we'll talk about the league as well. Hawks fall to the Washington Capitals tonight, 6-1. to one. This is the Blackhawks postgame show on 720 WGN. Our three-star selection tonight is sponsored by CarStar. Trust CarStar, North America's leading premier collision repair provider with your collision repair needs. 
Visit CarStar.com to find a Chicagoland location near you. The number three star tonight, former Blackhawk Dylan Strome. He had a couple of assists in tonight's game. The number two star, Nicholas Backstrom. The number one star, John Carlson. Hawks fall to the Washington Capitals tonight, 6-1 to one out in D.C. I'm Joe Brand. This is the Blackhawks postgame show. If you'd like to join us, 312-981-7200. We'll take your calls. We'll take your texts. Uh, from our buddy Dexter in Bolingbrook. Joe, isn't it normal for teams to play this way until they have solid contracts? Uh, not quite sure what you mean there, Dexter. If you're talking about the players um, having short-term contracts, I, I would think the opposite. And kind of the narrative that we've been talking a lot about this year is how this team is built of hardworking players that are multidimensional, not solely focused on just flashy offensive skills. And a lot of guys that are trying to show their worth in the NHL, whether it's with the Blackhawks or not. And honestly, that was seeming to be kind of the praises that they were singing during their winning stretches. The fact that, you know, we got a group of guys all working for each other, trying to prove it to themselves and prove themselves to other people. And that's why they were able to string together a handful of wins. Um, unfortunately, that has leveled out a little bit. You look at the last three games, the Hawks have now been outscored 15-3 in their losses to Arizona, Colorado, and Washington. But let's also put into perspective those three opponents. Even Arizona's playing a lot better hockey as of right now. So I uh, can't totally knock the Hawks for their game against the Arizona Coyotes. Let's hear from the head coach, Luke Richardson, after this 6-1 loss to Washington. How do you assess that one? Um, you know, it was a tough start. You know, Doby had a, a, a tough uh, puck play there, and not the way he wanted probably to start. But I, I thought he battled the rest of the way and had some good stops in the game. And unfortunately, uh, the other team got some momentum there, and they got a one off the faceoff that you know the uh, you know not much uh, Doby could do on that. The puck just bounced straight for uh, Mantha there, and he just pounded it home. So, uh, but he fought hard the rest of the game, and I thought you know the. Our, our guys were just a little bit gassed after losing Kurashev early, and then um, you know, I mean, it's, it's a strong team, and they had the momentum. We just couldn't grab it back. What's the update on Kurashev? Uh, we'll have to check tomorrow, but you know, he was pretty sore tonight, so we'll have to figure out that and let the doctors check him after he settles down tonight. Tyler Johnson was saying that he felt like you guys kind of got off the structure and just didn't really follow the game plan. I think we started chasing them a bit uh, once it got to be about. Uh, it was in the second period. Great, they scored early, and then and then it, you know we got a power play, and we really we got a kind of got off routine and just started chasing them around. Uh, even on the power play, like they did, hemmed us in pretty good there with their two penalty killers working hard. So, you know, when that happens, you know, when a game doesn't go well, uh, you know, you want to try and do it a little too much, but then that takes us out of our uh, structure. We're not working together. So we talked about it, and I thought, you know, in the third period, our power play was better. You know, we, we had some chances, but we still couldn't strike there. And, uh, you know, it's just something to talk about moving forward just to make sure we stick, stick together with the game plan. Otherwise, it un- unravels pretty quick on you. Yeah, again, Philip Kurashev only played a minute four in this game. He left in the first period. He got clipped by Tom Wilson uh, in the Hawks zone in that first period. I understand the kind of reputation that Tom Wilson has, but it, that was not an intentional hit on Kurashev. Just kind of an awkward hit. It, it, I think it was Wilson's right shoulder connecting with Kurashev's left shoulder. Don't quote me on that, but uh, as Luke Richardson said that They'll have to take another look at him later on, but he was pretty sore today. 
And let's also put that into perspective. The Hawks not having their top-line center, and I, I get it, Philip Kurashev probably isn't a top-line center on a lot of different teams, but he is on the Blackhawks right now. And this is a team that's now missing Jonathan Taves, Max Domi, Sam Lafferty, and Philip Kurashev at the center position. So there's a whole lot of adjusting going on tonight, whole lot of tinkering and moving around, and the Hawks already having some offensive struggles. You lose Philip Kurashev. That's rough. And that was a tough thing to overcome tonight, and you really like to see the progress that Philip Kurashev has been making lately on this team. So hopefully it's a short stint out for the Blackhawks, uh, for Philip Kurashev. We're going to hear from Jared Tenorti next. He's our player with the most heart, which is sponsored by Northwestern Medicine with teams that take on the toughest cases at over 200 locations. He had a big hit on Tom Wilson, whether it was for redemption for Kurashev or not. It was big, and it was loud, and it helped kind of spark the team a little bit in that first period. Let's hear from the Blackhawks enforcer. That's another tough loss. Yeah, yeah, that was uh, a tough one. I don't think, uh, you know, we kind of started the game behind, and then I don't think we had our legs going uh, as much as we wanted to. Tyler was saying he feels like you guys kind of got away from the game plan, away from the structure. Yeah, I think we're just too loose out there. I think the last couple of games has kind of been, uh, you know, the way it's went for us. I think we need to, you know, tighten up and simplify our game a little bit. I think we're kind of, you know, circling too much or kind of giving pucks away. And I think um, the way we had success earlier was just more of a north-south game. Do you see any similarities between this and the Colorado game? terms of things that went wrong? I mean, sometimes I, I haven't, I'll have to sit on this one for a day and see, but um, you know, it just happened. But yeah, I could say there's some similarities there. I think we're just you know, a little bit too loose in our structure. How do you maybe keep your focus down the stretch here with game, you know, where the season is going and almost over? Yeah, I mean, I think everybody in this room has something to play for. I don't think it, I mean, you know, matters who you are. I think we're all competitive guys. I think everyone wants to step into every game and win. Um, you know, whether you're playing for a contract, you're playing for a roster spot next year, you're a young guy and you want to show well, I think, you know, everybody in this room has something to play for. And, uh, you know, that wasn't uh, the last two games, I don't think, were really up to our standard. You had, there were some good hits on both sides. You caught Wilson with a good hit. There's some good physicality. Was yeah. any conversation with him after that? or no, He said something, and I don't think he was too happy about it. But, yeah, I mean, they're a physical team. They're a big physical team, so I think that was one of the kind of the game plan going in. I think we need to be hard on those guys because uh, we know it's going to be a physical game. And with all these big physical teams that the Blackhawks have been playing lately, it's great to have a guy like Tenorti in the lineup. I think you could totally sense his absence earlier this year when the Hawks did not have him. And that hard hit he had on Wilson definitely helped spark something for the Hawks in that first period. Unfortunately, it was short-lived. Connor Murphy got physical as well. The Hawks did a good job tonight in terms of physicality once again. Take a quick look at the numbers. I shouldn't have crumpled up that paper for the dramatic effect. Uh, they outhit the Washington Capitals 20-13 to tonight. I mean, that's back-to-back nights the Hawks have 20 hits against a bigger team. 22 against Colorado the other night, 20 against Washington tonight. And I know a wise man once said, and that wise man's name is Troy Murray, that a lot of times if a losing team is out-hitting the winning team, that's basically because they're chasing the puck a lot. But again, they're not backing down from that physical play, and that's why you saw Mike Hardman and Buddy Robinson come up to the Blackhawks as of late. That's why the having Jared Tenorti is still so valuable for this team. Same thing with Connor Murphy. And the Hawks just need to continue to to defend themselves, to defend their young and smaller guys, like Lucas Reichel, like Philip Kurashev, and unfortunately... Kurashev quickly out in tonight's game. We are going to hear from Tyler Johnson in a minute, but let's first take a quick break for station identification. 
Play the here. Blackhawks, Wildcats, and the NFL play here on AM 720. On smart speakers, say play WGN Chicago. Tyler Johnson did come away with a point tonight, but he was also a minus one. It sounds like he was pretty critical about his team. Let's hear what the Blackhawks forward had to say. I guess another tough game. <laughs> uh, yeah, I guess that's a word you can use. Uh, you know, it's definitely tough right now. It's a little embarrassing. Um, you know, we have to play a lot better. Um, we're not sticking to our structure. We're not sticking to our system. We're kind of just out there right now, and uh, you know, we gotta we gotta compete and play a lot harder for each other. I guess what what do you think went wrong or had to get away from the structure? Well, kind of like the other game. Um, you know, one goal leads to two and just keeps unraveling. Uh, guys just kind of have to realize that. You know, to get back into the game, it's not changing the way you're playing. You have to you have to play the same way no matter what, 60 minutes. There's a reason why we want to play that way. And uh, once you get away from that game plan, it uh, screws everyone else up on your line. It screws your team. Um, you know, everything just kind of falls out of order. And then people try a little too hard again. And, um, you know, at, at least it's not for a lack of trying. But at the same time, you got to do it within your structure and within the team and play together, especially... Right now, uh, you know, we have some new faces and some new positions and lines and everything. You just got to keep things simple. You mentioned the word embarrassing. Is it kind of affecting you in that way? Is it t- t- tough <laughs> to see, I guess, those scores on the board up against you guys? I mean, sure. I, I think it should be tough for everyone. I don't think anyone should be happy with, with the, what's going on right now. But at the same time, it just, uh, you know, you got to play harder. It's the only way to get out of it. There's, uh, there's no easy fix. There's... Uh, no one going to just randomly show up and fix things for us. It's the guys in the room, and, um, you know, we have to do that. We have to compete, we have to work, and we have to do it for the guys sitting next to us. Was there a chance to get back into this with all the power plays you had and not do much for them? Or- sure. I mean, I also think, uh, you know, once Washington kind of got that lead, they probably were a little bit more lax than they normally could be. But, um, yeah, our PPS be way better. And, again, it's changed a lot. It's a lot of different things going on. But, uh, you know, you can't really have that excuse. You just got to compete and work and um, do everything you possibly can when you get out there. Thanks, Thank you. Taking another look at the text line from the 219 area code. And again, if you'd like to join us, 312-981-7200. Hi, Joe. Was the Hawks' record this bad when Quinville started? I seem to remember that they were bad till he took over, and they vastly improved. I'm, I'm just struggling where you're trying to make the comparison here, 219. Um Joel Quinville came in in 2009, and or I should say 2008. It was the 0809 season. He took over for Dennis Savard, who started the year 1 2 and 1. And look, a lot went into that decision making, but I think a big aspect of it was Joel Quinville was available, and the Blackhawks front office at that time figured he would be the best head coach for that situation. But a 1 2 and 1 start, I don't think is able to fire anybody or credible to fire anybody but just to your point I mean after they fired Dennis Savard and brought in Joel Quinville the team went 6-1-2 and in their first nine games and you know the rest they went to the playoffs that year they lose to Detroit in the Western Conference final in five games and then they go on to win the Stanley Cup the following year and then three with Joel Quinville uh, if you're trying to compare Joel Quinville with Luke Richardson I, I appreciate the optimism I think you're kind of comparing apples and oranges in a couple different ways in terms of what types of coaches they are. 
how they're entering the Blackhawks organization right now and where the state of the team is for the Hawks right now, too. That Blackhawks team was young, talented, and ready to take off. This Blackhawks team is missing a lot of pieces for the next successful Blackhawks team. This is year one of a rebuild. This is down to the studs, basically. And you're bringing in both head coaches at different circumstances, but this is also what we talked about, that Kyle Davidson's search for a new head coach heading into this year wasn't just for a coach to coax this rebuild or for the next coach for the next winning Blackhawks team. It was all of that. And it was, how do you navigate a roster around a rough year like that? How do you navigate a roster and a team around all the drama that's going to be circled around Patrick Kane and Jonathan Taves and the trade rumors that's going to take place each and every year as soon as this team declared a rebuild? All of that went into the process of hiring Luke Richardson. And so far, with the evidence that we've been given, yes, a small sample size, but to me it looks like it's the right choice. I have a hard time dissecting anything wrong about the Blackhawks hiring Luke Richardson as of right now. So far, that's a home run. Slam dunk, goal, whatever you want to call it. Let's hear how it sounded from the Capital One Arena tonight. Again, the Blackhawks were able to start this game with a little bit of momentum, but again, they quickly lost their top-line center in Philip Kurishev. Not too far after that, Washington was able to take advantage of a Blackhawks mistake by their goaltender. Alexiev then put it out up the right wing to center ice. There to get the puck, Caleb Jones. He'll flip it back down in front of the Capitol Net where Van Riemsdyk will drive it back up that same side. Down to the Hawks on Hudobin, then coughed up the puck. Right there is Connor Sherry to fire into an empty net. He scores. Yeah, again, you feel bad for Hudobin. We, we talked about it. We broke down the play. It looked like he was ready to pass someone up towards the high slot, and then all of a sudden Protoss came over and kind of pinched in, and Hudobin didn't want to throw the puck that way, but it was too far and uh, just was able to softly glide it over to Connor Sheary, making it a one nothing lead for Washington. Went to a timeout, but 18 seconds later, right off the faceoff, Washington was able to double their lead. Now another shot from the slot. They score off the faceoff. Ovechkin had the puck for a moment, taken by Mantha, Anthony Mantha, and he snapped one off the post. And behind Kudobin, two consecutive shots by the Capitals end up in the Hawks' net. And for Mantha, that's only a second goal in 23 games since January the 1st. He had been healthy scratch for 10 games. After that, we did see the big hit by Jared Tenorti on Tom Wilson. The Blackhawks outshot Washington in that first period, 11-8. But they were down 2-0 by the end of it. We moved into the second period. The Hawks, again, with a rough turnover in their own zone. Protoss brings it down the ice on the left wing, feeding Nick Dowd and helping Washington add to their lead. Here's Protoss into the Hawks zone, down the left wing side. Fed the slot, Nick Dowd, shoots and scores! That's a career high for Nick Dowd. It's his 25th point on the season. It was a perfect centering pass from Protoss to Nick Dowd. From the slot, he fired it past Hudobin, and the Caps now lead 3-0. So at this point, Washington is really cruising a 3-0 lead. Looked like the Hawks were maybe going to catch a break. Uh, Evgeny Kuznetsov with a hooking penalty on Buddy Robinson gave the Blackhawks a man advantage, but then Jujar Kara's interference on Nick Dowd 
made it four on four, so a little extra room to skate. After that, or I should say after Washington killed off their penalty, they were on the man advantage and they were able to take advantage. Carlson back to Backstrom, top of the right circle to Strom. He put it in front. A shot by Backstrom, he scores. It's a power play goal. And it's now four to nothing in favor of the Washington Capitals. Washington definitely outplaying the Hawks in that second period, out shooting them fifteen to nine and Things just continuing to get away from the Hawks. A real rough start to begin the third period. Jason Dickinson with his hand on the puck once again gave the Blackhawks a shorthanded effort. And once again, Washington was able to capitalize. Now Carlson with a long wrist shot. He scores. I don't know if Hudobin was screened with a high screen somewhere in here or not, but this one looked like it just beat him cleanly over the left shoulder. Power play goal, 5 nothing Capitals. However, the Blackhawks were able to get on the board, and it was by one of their newest comers in Nikita Zaitsev. Long shot by Zaitsev off the draw. He scores! And Nikita Zaitsev scoring his first goal as a Blackhawk. This ruins the shutout bit by Kemper. The goal at 3.08 of period number three. That would be the only goal for the Hawks tonight. And later on, the great eight, Alex Ovechkin, was able to burn the Hawks one last time this year. Seth Jones firing for the right point, picked off by Ovechkin. He's got a breakaway over the Hawk line and down the side. Backhand, he scores. The grade eight does it again. Career goal number 821. And his 41st goal on the season makes it 6-1 in favor of the Washington Capitals. Final score of the night, Hawks falling to 24-41 in six with the loss. Washington improving to 34-31-8. and eight. Uh, Another quick look at the text line. And again, if you'd like to call or text 312-981-7200. Got a guy from the 773 area code just uh, saying Blackhawks following with a verb. Um, I I do want to point out, though, something I said earlier about these back-to-back losses and now these three straight losses uh, being a little bit unique for this team because for the most part we've seen this Hawks team rebound with a solid effort after a rough loss. And now skimming the schedule, you know, we do see a handful of these types of games. There was that Canadian road trip up uh, in the middle of February. Hawks fell to Winnipeg 4-1, got shut out by Montreal, then lost to Toronto 5-2. So we have seen these examples. So I, I am a little bit wrong with that original assessment. But again, I, I don't think I'm wrong in saying that these types of efforts tonight were, again, Came out in the first 20 minutes with a doable effort. Everything else that happened after that, that has been the more surprising turnout from this Blackhawks team rather than the competitive, hardworking effort that we've seen for the majority of this season. But again, you're one of a rebuild. We were kind of expecting these types of games more often than not. And the Hawks have done the exact opposite of that. We'll take one last break, take a look around the NHL, and then wrap up the postgame show, get you out to some NCAA basketball. So Hawks fall to the Washington Capitals 6-1 tonight. You're listening to the Blackhawks postgame show, 720 WGN. Blackhawks fall to the Washington Capitals 6-1 tonight out in D.C. They are now 1-3-0 and on this five-game road trip. They'll wrap things up in Minnesota on Saturday. That'll be an earlier puck drop. 4 o'clock, so we'll have the pregame show at 3.30 right here on 720 WGN. We do have NCAA basketball going on all weekend long here on 720. 
Um, we'll actually be throwing it to the featured game of Gonzaga UCLA once we finish this one all up. But before we do that, let's take you around the NHL and we start in Boston. Carried on by Coyle, back of the net, lost control of the puck. Bertuzzi's got it. Four assists in nine. Now games. we send you back to it's deflected home, they score! That trickle just inside the near post. And for Tyler Bertuzzi, his first is a Bruin, a greasy one. Bruins one, Canadians nothing. But Bertuzzi's fifth on the season. Boston has now won five games in a row, a 4-2 victory over the Montreal Canadiens. That's our buddy Judd Surratt of 98.5, the sports hub, as uh, Boston now improves to 55 Eleven and five, continuing to have command of the Atlantic Division with 115 points. They're 20 points above the Toronto Maple Leafs. Let's go to Carolina. Aaron sends it across for Fox, and he'll score. Adam Fox wires one into the top corner, far side, and for Fox, his 11th of the year has put the Rangers up to one. Mike Maniscalco of Bally Sports South as the New York Rangers and the Carolina Hurricanes a 2-1 loss. However, Carolina clinches a playoff berth after the Rangers get goals from former Blackhawk Artemi Panarin and Adam Fox for Panarin. It's his 24th of the year. Panarin also with his 58th assist on the season as well. Let's go to Detroit. Rosen got it over. Branko a shot. Rebound. Sammy Blay fires it home. That one came right out in front to Blay, and he just popped it behind Magnus Halberg. And the Blues have their first lead of the game. A 4-3 winner for the Blues. That is Ken Cal of 97-1 FM. The ticket. Blues with a 4-3 victory, handing Detroit their fourth loss in their last five games as St. Louis improves to 32-33-6. Let's go to Florida. Giveaway stats are, are always up for debate. A loose bucket from Nylander scores. William Nylander has pumped the slump and has point number 80 on the year. Pumped the slump? Never heard of that one. Joe Bowen of Sportsnet TSN. The Toronto Maple Leafs a 6-3 victory over the Florida Panthers. They scored three goals in the second period. Austin Matthews with a couple of victor or rather a couple of goals. Mitch Marner scoring in his fourth game, and uh, Matthew Kachuk extending his goal streak to six straight games for the Florida Panthers. But as I mentioned before, Toronto still twenty points behind the Boston Bruins in the Atlantic Division as Toronto improves to forty three nineteen and nine with the victory. Let's go to Ottawa. Anderson was struggling badly in Colorado, and Elliott was having a tough time in Ottawa. On the way out of the league, fifteen years later, he comes on Bogosian to Brickett. Looks back, shoots, scores! Oh, a shot past DeBrinket! He's got two, and it's 2-0 Ottawa! DeBrinket with the first two goals of the game. Ottawa takes down Tampa Bay 7-2. That's Gordon Miller of TSN. Brady Kachuk also with a pair of goals in that one as Ottawa improves to 35-32-5. Tampa Bay to 42-25-6. and Elsewhere in the NHL, a couple games going on right now. Actually, more than a couple, a handful. Seattle Kraken and Nashville Predators are tied at one. They could be going to overtime, 346 left in regulation. Seattle trying to improve their road record, which is currently at 23-9-3. Nashville beginning a three-game homestand over at the Bridgestone Arena. Vegas has scored 13 goals now in their last three games. They've got a 2-1 lead over the Calgary Flames. 
13-24 left in the second period. The Flames beginning a three-game homestand up in Canada. Pittsburgh has picked up points in eight out of their last nine games against the Dallas Stars. So far, it's a 1-1 tie down to the Lone Star State. 13-17 left in the second period. Sidney Crosby, his 31st goal of the season. Rope Hints, his 33rd. The Vancouver Canucks have picked up eight straight wins against the San Jose Sharks. They're hosting San Jose tonight and... So far off to a good start, a 1-0 lead with 12-11 left in the first period thanks to a goal from J.T. Miller. Winnipeg beginning a three-game road trip in California. They are scoreless against the Anaheim Ducks right now with 12-09 left in the first period. The Ducks 1-3-1 so far on their eight-game homestand. Other finals to report to you, Philadelphia Flyers with a 5-4 shootout victory over the Minnesota Wild. And let's see, that does it for the NHL. Can't send it over to NCAA basketball just yet as the Blackhawks fall to the Washington Capitals 6-1 to tonight. With the win, the Capitals improve to 34-31-8. Hawks fall to 24-41-6. We were talking with Troy Murray about what the Washington Capitals need to do to make it to the postseason. And Troy kind of half-jokingly said, win every game. They're currently four points out of the second wild card spot in the Eastern Conference. They're behind Pittsburgh and Florida. Pittsburgh with 80 points. The Capitals now with 76. Again, Pittsburgh with a chance to gain some more ground, or rather keep their elevation above Washington uh, with a victory or at least a point against Dallas tonight. Uh, Coming into this game, Washington was six points behind the Pittsburgh Penguins. And for the heck of it, taking a look at the NHL standings flipped upside down in the sake of the Blackhawks' rebuild. Again, the Washington Capitals doing a favor for the Blackhawks the other night, handing the Columbus Blue Jackets an overtime victory. Hawks still third to last with 54 points. They are still behind the San Jose Sharks with 53, and the Columbus Blue Jackets leading the way, if you want to call it that, with 51. Blackhawks Hockey is sponsored by Sitco. Adventure awaits. Fuel up first with Sitco. ComEd. ComEd powering business, powering lives. Budweiser. United Airlines. And Plumbers 911 Chicago. Visit plumbers911.com for emergency plumbing service. Big thanks to all the help here at the WGN Studios. Our production team of Ben Anderson and Jack Heinrich. Our engineer was Brett Jackson. John Weineman and Troy Murray had the call out at the Capital One Arena. The Hawks fall to the Washington Capitals 6-1 in our nation's capital. For everyone that I mentioned, I'm Joe Brand. We'll talk to you Saturday night as the Blackhawks wrap up this road trip in Minnesota. 4 o'clock puck drop, 3.30 FanDuel Sportsbook pregame show right here on 720 WGN. Have a great rest of your night, everybody.